We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the... I was going to say the Eurostep because I was so excited about the Dave Miller podcast the other day. Welcome back to Talk of the Tundra. The Green Bay Packers podcast for the Blue Wire family and the Eurostep Podcast Network. Uh, I am your host, Numak, and golly, Jordan, thanks for being my co-host for this one, buddy. How are you doing? Been better. Been better. It's, it was the game that I feared going into the season. Probably, probably when we saw the schedule be released and I looked at week four as... Yoinkers, Scoob. I don't know what that meant, but uh, <laughs> I was just very scared of the Lions, and all my fears are realized. Yeah, it wasn't good. They got the Packers got absolutely embarrassed by the Detroit Lions. Uh, currently, thirty-four to twenty with forty seconds to go. We we started before the game ended because might as well get the get the show on one the of road, those games. Right? <laughs> it. In what is, for all intents and purposes, one of the more supreme ass kickings I can remember from a, uh, as from a just a, a team standpoint, like nothing really looked good the entire first half. And Dave Montgomery, as you said on the pod, uh, the preview pod, just took a hold of this game and dominated the entire thing. Yeah, 
Lions riding rushing attack. Dave Montgomery was questionable going into this game, I believe. Didn't look questionable tonight. <laughs> no. Uh, I wish he would have sat, frankly. Yeah, I think, I mean, <laughs> Jameer Games is also very explosive, and he had a couple runs that I was like, oh, we're in for a long one. And he wasn't the guy that really did most of the, the damage. Jared Goff, I mean, we can go into the game by game, you know, breakdown. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, it It's just tough at this point. It's just like. But it was like, I think what was frustrating, we were talking about this on the Discord, of course, during the GSPM Discord. Like, Jared Goff, bad pass. First drive, Rudy Ford gets this interception. It's like, oh, what a start. Especially coming into this game, you don't have Jair Alexander, so your number one corner is out of the game. Yep. The secondary, very thin. Devondre Campbell, out. Defense, second level and secondary, not great. No. Not great at all. Um, so to get that, you know, uh, there was no even, no momentum to begin with. Um, there was momentum for was all very, the one play. It was just the Rudy Ford interception, and that was that's yes. it, that's where it started and began in the first half, or started immediately and dashed. The passes were just off from the beginning. Jordan Love was in for a long night because the Packers' line, as great as they looked for the first three weeks, looked as horrendous as I've ever seen them in a long time, long time. Um, yeah, just down bad, and then it was like. Okay, at least we got some points out of it. And the Lions just proceeded to march down the field, and, you know, that was the game. Take us behind the shed and just do horrendous things to this team. Like, credit to to Rudy Ford for grabbing that, that pick right away and reading Goff's eyes quite well. But then I think where we start initially is just what in the fuck is Matt LaFleur doing? With this these play call these play calls at the beginning of games, what was it? I think six or seven straight passes to start the game. Like, yes, it was. It's just it. It's inconceivably bad to have Aaron Jones available, presumably rested for the most part, having not played since week one. Obviously, I know he's coming off of an injury, but when he played and when he got snaps, he looked good, and so. To not include him, the your offense's best player by far, in the opening like drive and then the inset, ensuing drive after the Lions scored their touchdown, is frankly inexcusable. It's it's just wrong. You have to mix in Aaron Jones, and the entire fan base calls for it because it's right. Look what happened in the Bears game when they got him involved. They they scored. The offense looked so much better. And I get like maybe they're just didn't want to rush him back in. I don't care. This is an important game. Like you if he's available, you have to use him. You just have to use him. At this point too, like Packers have so many injuries that if you're gonna play them and just do this like, oh, he's a decoy kind of thing, then don't play him. Like yeah. you're not are you better served having like, I, I know I'm probably going to waffle this back and forth. It's an emotional football fan, how we do it. But it is really frustrating going in this game, and your expectations get higher about what this offense could do if Aaron Jones and Chris Watson are out there. And, I mean, let's go through it. Five carries, 18 yards for Aaron Jones, longest of nine. Uh, Christian Watson, two yards, or sorry, two catches, 25 yards, a touchdown. 
um, Aaron Jones one catch, they get four yards. Yeah. So like between them, a combined uh, eight touches. Yeah. And yes, a lot of that time that they're out in the field and <laughs> were running routes or if they were getting the ball in the backfield, which Aaron Jones did very little of. Um, and of course, the game was just in a spot where they were not running the ball because they had to come back from behind. Um, yeah, like they, it, I just, it was, it was just very frustrating. And, you know, they're going to have a long week for them to get healthy, but it, it just felt like a mood point just to get such a big break on the opening drive mm-hmm. in Lions territory near the red zone. And you don't use your best players as a result. Right. And it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's really that simple. Like looking through like the play by plays here, like Jordan love first and 10 at the, at the 20 sacked. All right. Oh, I missed the field goal drive. I apologize. Incomplete to Aaron Jones. That's fine. Glad we tried to get a mix in. I don't like, I don't pretty sure I don't remember the play call or no, it was a, is that the pitch play? No, it wasn't. Regardless of it all. Get him involved early. Good. Whatever. It's still a pass. Whatever. Sacked. Not great. Then, um, incomplete. First drive. Done for. Kick a field goal. That's fine. But then, you go into a sack. You go into an incomplete pass, um, which I'm sure the pocket was was crowded AF. And then, another one. Incomplete pass to AJ Dillon, penalty on Runyon for holding. Like the, the the offensive line tonight was just abysmal, and like I get that it's it's so hard to to really go through and blame them considering they're Dom Bakhtiar who went on IR today. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe yeah. that's a next week topic. But then they're then they're down EJ and Zach Thomas hampered. But like golly man, what do you what do you do? when there's when there's just nothing available. And I think um it was Tony Gonzalez said it at halftime. Matt LaFleur needed to mix in some short passes for Jordan Love to get going with. Like some little curl routes at three yards. Something to get him going, right? They kept looking for five step drops and passes down the middle. Which like any other week, Jordan, you know this. Any other week, I would have been super happy that that's what they're looking for. But you have to have a feel of the game, and he just didn't have it. He just hasn't had it all year so far. Like, you have to give him an opportunity to get in a rhythm when this pocket is so crowded like it was tonight. Like, he just didn't have any time to make his reads. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's what was going wrong tonight. And you can say that it's partially the offensive line fault. It's a big part of their fault. But you also have to look at the play caller. Not running, not calling runs for the first nine plays or so and then not setting up successful high completion percentage passes or high successful percentage passes for love to get into a rhythm like make them stop the little dink and dunk throws for for all it's worth like it's just it's just it's, it's insanity it's literally insanity well the, i think the frustrating thing is this is a, a theme Mm-hmm. This is a recurring trend. The for the Bears game, the season opener, they score the on the opening drive and match how many touchdowns they did or they had for the opening drives last year. Right. Ever since then, they have had these big breaks. Whether it was the big 
pass interference call on the Wicks route in the Falcons game that only led to not even a field goal. Right. Right. That was the punt. Yep. Then last week we knew how last week started. Like that was just abysmal all around. This team, even dating back to like preseason, like it, we focused on like the good things about preseason. This team just starts very slow, and it is very confounding, especially with it's it's not an older team. This is a young team. You would imagine that they kind of start really fast, and then as games go on, they slow down. The last two weeks, they've been <laughs> they've fallen in these huge holes, mm-hmm. and these deficits that last week they were able to make up for it because their defense kept them in it. They kept getting sacks. They kept getting pressures. Talked about it plenty on the on the Saints uh, uh, post game and Lions preview, but now it's like when you get punched in the mouth repeatedly, it wasn't even just a punch in the mouth. That this is like a dogfight, and the Packers are just like lying there like a scarecrow body. I don't know what was going on, but that's where it's it's really frustrating to see this team just not do anything of 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 consequence to start these games because it just it it creates these deficits that you were able to overcome last week when you're facing a good team like the lions you're not going to nights like this happen right exactly like this is a this is a young team and i understand that this is going that this is going to happen sometimes and that there's going to be like growing pains this you could not chalk this all up to growing pains this is the inability to get your team ready for a big matchup in prime time. You know what this was? You know what this is? This is the fucking Titans game from last year where they needed to, to keep winning. They needed to keep winning. You are muted, by the way. Also on Thursday night. <laughs> also, that's what I'm saying. It's exact, It's yeah. the exact same fucking scenario where they they needed a win to keep their reasonable playoff hopes alive, right? They they just needed to go against this Titans team at home on Thursday night football, and the the same exact shit happens. They get the bricks beat off them by a team that is more uh, disciplined defensively and yes. has a better handle of what they should be doing offensively. Like last year, the Titans ran the ball down the Packers' throat. Right. This year. The Lions ran the ball down the Packers' throat and took their chances down the field when they could, and it's that's all it was. Like David Montgomery ran for thirty, ran the ball thirty-two times. Jordan, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like I, I'm Matt Lafleur is a good coach, but he is frustrating as all hell as he as his inability to be able to get the team properly prepared on short notice and just prepared in general, like. Yeah, the, the Saints game is having the same thing. They were getting blown out through the first half. Booze coming down from Lambo two weeks in a row. Like, like I don't blame them. I do not blame the fans whatsoever. Yeah. Um, this is super off topic, but I'm scrolling through Twitter now post game, and there's a bunch of like fans talking about like how many Lions fans there are there. I don't. Oh my god! I, I you and I are gonna have different opinions on this. I don't think people understand how many fucking Lions fans are in the state. Like, the Lions are good now. They're going to come to games. Like, I knew a ton of Lions fans when I was a kid and went through college and such. Michigan's not far. It borders the state no. an hour north of Green Bay. Michigan, on the other side, is yeah, not far. 
Get on the ferry. Get on the ferry. Take the half-hour flight. This is not a far, like, de- destination for Detroit fans to go to. It's like, they're yeah. they're good now. They're going to travel. I, I just think it's a really funny topic because it's like, where are all these Lions fans coming from? Where are they coming from? And it's like, there's planes. There's trains. I, there's ferries. I, I just, and we're focusing on where are they coming from? We're, it's 2023. We're, we're focusing the on the wrong thing as fans. Like, we should not be upset by the amount of Lions fans at Lambeau Field. It holds 80,000 fucking people. Like, there's going to be yeah. a, a good amount of, of the like Lions fans there. And talking about there's a lot of blue in the stands. It contrasts green pretty good. Like, it's, it's just going to pop yeah, off. Yeah, it's going to stand it's out. It's going to stand out. And so, it, this is the last thing I say of it. It's a fucking, the, the most annoying thing to complain about after a loss like this. There are so many things to complain about. And that's, and that's that. It feels very, like... You're searching for any straw to pick from, and you'd be like, "And hey, this thing," you know what I mean? Like, right? That, like, I understand. We all want fan turnout to be what it is. We understand why this night was part of the gold package and everything like that because it's a school night, and you're not necessarily betting on everybody being out there. But like, it is the Packers just got ransacked, and it would yeah. not have mattered if there were. 10 Lions fans in there versus 10,000. Yeah, I mean. No, exactly. It's exactly. (laughs) Adam shared in a check, acting like the Lions fans are aliens. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I want, Adam? Adam, you know what I want? I want the poster that every every other college kid had. That's the UFO over the fourth. I I want to believe. believe. (laughs) But it's just a a Lions Lions logo. That's actually the Lions tagline for this year. (laughs) Yeah, I I want to believe. So I I don't know man like I guess what what do you want to talk about first to like I guess I should say first but we talked Ooh. about I guess do you want to talk the O line do you want to talk just, I said, honestly that was my first th- thing I think we have to it's Bakhtiari going IR is going to be a significant blow to this team for all intents and purposes Rashid Walker had a good week last week and a good week against the the Falcons he looked not great tonight. But again, it's not just him. It's everybody. Yeah. Rasheed Walker had a lot of struggles, to say the least. Aiden Hutchinson, the guy is going to ruin any Packers Lions game for the next 10 years. Yeah. Because he's, he's a star. I'm, we talked about this last night in our preview. That guy's a dynamite star. And he, I don't, oh, oh. Um, Rasheed Walker, uh, John Running Jr. He was hurt for, got hurt early, but fought through it. Taped up his ankle. Didn't matter. It, it like, I understand if we could point out like specific linemen. Royce Newman had a couple low lights. It was the entire low O line. Even got like Zach Tom. Even Zach today. Tom was getting beat. He was. He's been so good to start this year. He got worked. Rasheed Walker filling in for David Bakhtiari and presumably going to be the starter for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Considering the news that happened today. In case you didn't Great see the news, I'm sorry to interrupt, Jordan. Yes. In case you didn't see the news, which I'm, if you're in here now, I would have to assume you did. Um, David Bakhtiari placed on IR um, out until at least the end of October. 
Um, but I think as Ian Rappaport reported that he had um, arthroscopic surgery. I'm pretty sure I have that 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 uh, verb right there, but it's not. I am bringing up the exact tweet. Thank you. He does. He mentions that. I could probably this took place on IR today following arthros- arthroscopic knee surgery yesterday, sources say. Another surgery is planned in the coming weeks, one aimed at allowing him to play at full strength in 2024. Yeah, it's just not good. Like it just Ugh. it just really isn't that good much at all. Um as I try to get my 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 live producing skills on quick. There it is from Rappaport. Yeah, like I think it he replied to it later, but I, I forget who said it, but he had the surgery and then from there he's gonna have another surgery later this year. Yes. To Which is what he had originally to come back. Right. Correct? I think So he's having so. this one two one two kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's not good. But yeah, with EJ out too, it's 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 hard. Like EJ not going on IR means he could come back against Vegas and then they have a bye next week. Or the week after Vegas. So mm-hmm. he's got a lot of downtime and only one game more, essentially. So I guess the best case scenario would be to expect EJ back against the Broncos. But yeah, right now it's, it's a mash unit of, of offensive linemen, dude. And like Josh Myers, well, look, didn't look good. John Rooney Jr. Didn't oh. look good. Like the entire, the entire line just didn't look good. And I think as part of the reason we talked about this earlier in the year, what would Jordan love look like with a crowded pocket? And this pocket wasn't even crowded. It was stuffed. It was busy. It was inescapable at times. It was so busy that he couldn't even get through his reads. And I think that isn't something that you can fully glean from this game entirely. Like, there was times he had some time and wasn't making throws for sure. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, there's times when he was just immediately pounced upon by the defensive line. And so, I guess, with that understanding, I want to get what I want to see what what you thought of love tonight behind this line and what you're taking away from from this performance by both. Um, I, I'm just gonna break in with a stat: five sacks. Uh, how many lost yards? I believe it was forty. Forty-three. Forty-three. Uh, ironically. Jordan Love had his highest completion percentage of the game tonight, if you want to believe that, um, this season. It doesn't, like, really surprise me, frankly. Like, when he had time, he was making some good throws. He just didn't have Maybe. time. No. And we got really excited about this after preseason. Probably too excited about it, considering they're playing second stringers, third stringers. But we looked at this old line as being a strength and pass blocking, which it had been. But a little bit of last week, we saw how things will look when he is pressured. When you just face a barrage like he faced tonight. The the Lions defensive line just at the the, it's it's the cliche of football. It's the winning the trenches and all that stuff. And it's we don't talk about it because it's not sexy. It's not what you know whatever, but it heavily determines 
so many different things of what an offense is able to do, what mm-hmm. a defense is able to do when you flip it up. And the fact that Jordan Love just didn't have any time. The the Packers run game is non-existent, has been all year, partially yeah. because Aaron Jones has played so little. When the onus is on Jordan Love to drive the offense, and the he is under attack repeatedly for, say, for one drive, that they put together like a good the touchdown drive basically, their first touchdown drive. What more do you expect him to do? Right, like, I, I like that's where this season is getting. The longer we get on with this, and everything that is plaguing the Packers between the injuries of key players on the line, Luke Musgrave left the game early going into concussion protocol. He was out. This it's not great. It's not great in that sense. And we're we're ultimately we're looking at the season as like how do we grade or assess Jordan Love and what he could be for the Green Bay Packers and assess this team moving forward. Can't really do that when your best players are all hurt. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's it's I don't know. I it's it's why I talked about this year as being gravy for a large part of this, like of the off season because we just need to see like what Jordan love can, can possibly do with this team. We understood that there'd be growing pains. That doesn't mean I'm not fucking mad about this game tonight because it hurts. It, it does. It just hurts yeah. to get embarrassed like this as a fan There's of a, a team. Difference. Right. I talked about this with my fiance. <laughs> Low expectation season means that, Oh, okay. You you'll be fine if they play well and still lose. Right. You just don't want to see them get <laughs> bare naked slapped and just like right just ruin, like get it. It was not a game from the beginning. They got undressed thoroughly by by the Lions, and yes. it's I guess it's partially good because then you know what you have without a Hall of Fame quarterback and Aaron Rodgers covering up a lot of deficiencies. But like now, you're kind of seeing more of what might need to change in the offseason, which is good. It's going to be a grind for probably the next year or two, hopefully not longer. But I think that's that's just what it is. And when when it comes to a game like this, we'll get to the defense in a little bit. I'm pretty much sure I've had enough of Joe Barry. I've had enough of a lot of the the assistant coaches on on, on that side of the ball. But um, you had mentioned... Um, the run game being being non-existent, like for Andy Herman, Lions forty-three carries, two hundred and eleven yards. Packers twelve carries, twenty-seven yards. They have two hundred and seventeen yards through four games. That's horrendous. That's that's almost awful. what Jared Goff passed for tonight. Right, but like it's almost what the, what the Lions rush for tonight. It's it it's just inexcusable to not run Aaron Jones more in the game against the Bears when he was healthy and then not run him more tonight against this team. It's just inexcusable because like we we've said it so much in the last two weeks, AJ Dillon and Emmanuel Wilson weren't getting it done. AJ Dillon is, was, is had nothing wrong to do tonight. He had a few good runs, frankly, he had a couple bad runs too, but he didn't play like, Total. And he just didn't have many. He right, he had five. Five for 11. Right, his longest was six. So, like, 
that was the good run. But otherwise, <laughs> you have to talk to like the lion too, right, Jordan? Like this isn't that like I think this is a more blame the lion kind of night than a blame AJ Dillon kind of night, frankly. Oh yeah, like I, I I think that is part of where we're at, where it's like this team just they're they have tried to make this as much of a balance of we have veteran running backs that can ease the pressure off Jordan Love. Pressure's on Jordan Love to drive this offense. That is how it's been the last or the first four weeks of the season. Until we see you know, consistency in terms of the run blocking scheme, guys, if AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are both healthy out on the field, mostly we want to see Aaron Jones play. Yeah. But if you see more of them on the field and they get the holes that they need to just get chunk plays, I'm just asking for five yards consistently. Yeah. Let's do it. But they're not. And Jordan Love, a he got a fourth-year quarterback who is making his fifth or sixth start, whatever it was tonight. Like that is where the Packers' offense is, and it it's that can't help him moving forward. It can't help the team moving forward in terms of trying to establish some success here because it, it's that's just not it. Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, keep with the offense for a minute on some good stuff. Just to get a, l- a little sprinkling of good in this down bad pod we got going on so far. <laughs> um, as I fade. Ka-chow. Romeo Dobbs, nine catches for 95 yards. That's pretty darn good for him. Like, that's that's good. He was targeted 13 times. Like, I think if there's one thing to be said, it's that this chemistry that Dobbs and Love have developed over the last year between running in practice and then going out to California and practicing with him with this past offseason, it's paying dividends a lot. They're they're on the same page almost always. Sands the, the second pick Jordan Love had tonight where the the scramble drill kicked in too early for Dobbs, frankly. But that's not something that is either I'm blaming Dobbs or Love for. It's just an unfortunate miscommunication because Dobbs is right that the scramble drill is starting. He sh- like he was open in the corner. That would have been a touchdown. Love is right to think that he's going to keep on that route right there. Like, it's just an unfortunate timing. So, Romer Dobbs is, he's going to be a staple for this, uh, for this team for a long time to come. Yeah. Made plays, kept things going. Any signs of life that the Packers had in the second half, Romeo Dobbs is at the center of it. The connection between him and Jordan Love has been a bright spot this season, especially offensively. Just, and it's good to know that he – I felt like this is, like, the first, like, full workload that he had. Um, and partially that's because he had nine catches and 95 yards for it. So you, he's getting a lot of work in terms of just not being blanketed with coverage. But, yeah, that – he's going to have to drive this offense, especially as Christian Watson works his way back from, you know, being out the last couple of games. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You're muted. I'm muted. I know this as, as I set up. <laughs> Christian Watson, uh, two catches on four targets for um, for two touch or for a touchdown. Like I think he played fine for what he had. He wasn't getting open too much, but I don't think he may he may have been getting open, just not being able to get the ball thrown to him, frankly. But the yeah. route he ran on that um, on that touchdown was a good route. The rub route. Yeah, it was a good route, and I was very nervous he stepped out. Very nervous he stepped out. Yes. But uh, thankfully, he didn't. Um, I think once this line gets back to as healthy as it's going to be with EJ and hopefully Tom at full capacity and all the other stuff, I would like to see how this team gets mixed in more with Christian Watson. Because even when they had time, maybe it was just as simple as they were calling the wrong plays at the wrong time, but no deep shots to Christian Watson tonight. Like maybe they didn't want to get him going full full bore with his hamstring and knowing how sensitive that is. But um, regardless of it all, I think that like it was curious that they see they got Jaden Reed on the deep ball at the end of the third quarter instead of Christian Watson. Yeah, that that pass was first. Jaden Reed, thank you for catching a pass, hauling it in like normal. Um, <laughs> made up for the. I don't know what the hell you're doing with that punt return, but you backed off and then you're like, yeah, I'll play it when it's a live ball and it's nearing my body and I can easily be just take it out here and then you see the lion score a touchdown. Right. Um, that, but that play though, perfect ball. Again, feel like anything that Jordan Love is going to be uh, inspected with a magnifying glass this year, but deep balls have been a problem, whether that's his problem whether it's the chemistry between the receivers, whether it's just having a full, healthy complement of receivers, seeing that 
play connects that really jumpstart that drive or continue that drive, I should say, um, was huge, huge for love and read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jaden Reed, three catches, 55 yards. It, he's got, I, I, I forget who said it earlier or where I saw it. I'm going to check the discord quick, but through the four games, Jaden Reed has some pretty good stats. Um, I think week one, he had a touchdown and then week two against the Falcons. He had, or no, here we go. A 30 yarder, um, a 30 yard catch in week one. This is from Zach Cruz. 30 yard catch in week one, two TDs in week two, a 30 yard catch in week three, and then a 44 yard catch, uh, tonight. Like, I think he, again, he's going to be part of the offense. And I think this might just be, we'll wait. Also line up in the backfield sometimes too, I believe. Right. It's going to be a lot of wait and see for Jaden Reed and just helping this offense get to, um, get into form to maybe look more like it did against the bears week one and just become a, a gelled offense sooner rather than later, frankly, because he's good. He's got talent. Um, tomorrow to it. You're muted, by the way. <laughs> so we, we just want to see playmakers. We just want to see playmakers. That's all we want to see. Um, tomorrow to Ray. I'll give you your due on your one catch dog. That was that was badass. I don't know how he caught that. I don't know how they called him in. Like I, I thought he was still bobbling on the guy's back <laughs> as he fell down, but I'm not gonna complain. It was a gnarly catch, so good on you. Um Josiah DeGuara, like <sighs> I don't know, man. He did fine. He did fine. He's he, just not dynamic. He whiffed on a block, dude, that got Aaron Jones upended whiffed yes and like that's supposed to be his thing dude and he just whiffed and i I don't know like he's getting sight like he was getting getting passes but i think that's more because musgrave wasn't in than it was josiah earning his spot so i think that's all i've got for the receivers i leaked it earlier and not not a lot of uh dontavian wicks action i didn't think he'd get too much look now that watson's back like yeah. it kind of makes sense. Luke that, Keith was inactive. Yeah, like as I, well. I think that now that Watson's healthy, it'll be Watson, Dobbs, Reed, um, Toure, Wicks, and then with Wicks yeah. getting little to no run, it's kind of my my opinion. He should get more. He's talented, but I don't think tonight was the night was gonna, is going to be anyways, given how they all played. So, um, you keen-eyed folks out there saw it earlier because I un- mist- mistakenly brought it up but we'll move to the defense now and (sighs) golly LaFleur on the run defense and I couldn't agree with this more I'm glad he finally finally is realizing something with this LaFleur on the run defense or Matt Matt Schneeman I'm apparently saying his name wrong but I don't really care Schneeman whatever it do be I don't know LaFleur on the run defense Quote, we're going to have to do something different. It's insane to do the same things over and over again and expect a different result. No fucking shit. Hot dog, man. I think you should leave. No fucking shit. Like, the the same thing over and over again is coming from your dumbass fucking coordinator. Like, nothing has changed in the past five years except for defensive coordinator. And when you went from... I forget who's the defensive coordinator for Joe Barry. But Mike Patton. Mike Patton. From Mike Patton 
to Joe Barry. Nothing has changed. Run defense is still bad. And Joe Barry's run defense has been bad for years. Like, I just, I, 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 I don't under, understand the reasoning, Jordan, why they didn't fucking fire him after last season. It's supposed to be the strong part of this team. They've invested so many first-round fucking picks on that defense, and they just can't make a serviceable run defender. I don't get it. Like, they have good players. They have Jair Alexander. Dyer, Donald Savage is looking better than he did last year. He's playing well. They have Quay. They have Devontae Wyatt. They have fucking Kenny Clark there. They have so much offensive talent. Eric Stokes, who was having a dog shit year last year, last before he got hurt. Like, there's so much talent on the front end. There's a lot of investment in that in that side of the ball. Exactly. A defensive coordinator worth his salt should be able to have a top 10 defense with this team. It's insane. It's actually insane. And the fact that he kept them around is inexcusable again. Like, we got mad about it in this past offseason. I mean, getting mad about it again. Because it's it's simple stuff. It's they, they they there's no way they can be this bad at it. There's just no way. We we talked about dynamic running backs. BJ Robinson carved us up. Tyler Algier carved us up. Last year, Khalil Herbert and Dave Montgomery carved us up. Dave Montgomery carved us up again tonight, dude. And it just makes zero sense. Zero sense as to why this man still has a job. Like, it's just oh my lord. It makes me want to scream. And if I was able to scream at the top of my lungs right now without waking other people in the house. I would. <laughs> if I could say a quote. Go for it. I think if you stay the same, you get passed by. The 2023 Green Bay Packers is going to be completely different than the 2022 Green Bay Packers. There's no <sighs> doubt. Was that Kenny Clark? No. No, it was somebody. It was, well, it was Joe Bear, wasn't it? It was Joe Bear. God, I fucking hate him. <laughs> Nothing changed. They don't look different. They still don't play press man on uh, receivers. They still give yeah. 10 yards of, of soft cushion on for talented receivers to make breaks on. I know that's my bugaboo on, on this podcast is asking, pleading for a cornerback to play press man. But it matters. It just matters. And the, the, it... <laughs> He, he's been passed by, and I don't think he's going to get a job after that. He might get some crappy assistant, but he's not getting a D, a D well, Remember, he was a defensive coordinator for the 0-16 Lions. Oh, my God. How do you... How? 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 I don't know, dude. It it just... It's inexcusable. <laughs> it's, it, it is. It, it really is. Like, it's just... Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And... The floor isn't somebody to go in and make changes on defense. He's an offensive-minded coach. What is he going to do? Like, go kick him in the ass? That should have been done last year. Like, it's just, I, I don't understand it, even to the, the slightest of my, my being and understanding as to how this has been allowed for the past, the past two years now, essentially. But regardless... We got to move on to the next point. Actually, no, we'll go with some more Matt LaFleur quotes. Because why not, right? Because why not? He, he was, uh, to use a Matt LaFleur, he was uh, 
spitting hot piss at the podium tonight. Well, can you really blame him? No. Things Matt LaFleur said tonight. They whooped us pretty good. They manhandled us, really, in every phase. Couldn't agree more. We got our ass kicked. It's hard to throw on your back. Sure is. That was humiliating, being down 27-3 at half. Yep, I agree. We're going to have to do something different on defense. Pretty freaking much. Like, it's just, it just doesn't make, I, I, I'll keep saying it till I go blue in the face, and I just might. It doesn't make sense as to what, what they're doing over there on defense. And you can talk about just how bad the line was. It's it's all comes down to coaching, dude. And again, I think he's a good coach at times, but he's got to make some changes to how he preps his team. And I think I wouldn't even be as sad if they went like full. All the assistants are gone. I'm serious. All of them. Keep or no, keep Mike Clements at QB. Tom Clements, not Mike. Tom Clements at QB. And whoever the receiver coach is. Like... Because the receivers are doing, yeah, are doing fine. I think they're developing well. Other than that, I don't, I don't see a, a reason to keep anybody else, any other of the assistants. Frankly, like it's just what what purpose is there? They're getting dog walked in almost every aspect of it. Like you can keep the line yeah, coach. I mean, Who, who's the court? Uh, the coordinator's name is escaping me. Adam Stenovich. Adam Stenovich. Adam Stenovich, who used to be the offensive coach. line coach, like has decent ideas if, if he's behind the, the 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 option pitch plays he can get tossed just for that alone frankly yeah just like the fucking option that they keep running exactly but like i don't think the offense is a is a problem at that point mixing in aaron jones is the problem that's a play calling issue but i like some of the plays well, they're running when they when they have time to run them Part of the problem tonight, too, was, like, that is your opening script. Like, I understand, like, getting an interception and being in the Lions territory kind of flips how you're going to play it. You know what I mean? But it was just, like, it was lifeless from the start. And, again, these slow starts plague a young team that doesn't know any better. They don't know any better. The Lions are not, like, we are talking about a, a, a young Lions team, too. In a lot of ways, like they're it, it, they're not that far. They're a little bit more experienced. They obviously Aiden Hutchinson. This is the second season. They have young guys in the secondary. Brian Branch, who came back twice in this game and still got hurt twice. Really strange. Um, it, like the Lions are not like a, a veteran ready team to like. They're getting close to ascending to possible contender, but. You would anticipate them having some, you know, discipline issues. The the Packers have this all across the board. We're even talking about how many special teams penalties do they have tonight? Like two or three again. The the stat that um, I believe is Eric Eager of PFF. He brought up they had lost like forty two yards on five um, kickoff returns because. Keyshawn Nixon's running out from the end zone while being like eight yards back. Like there's just not, there's no discipline on this team. And that if anything is the most maddening thing about where this 
team is at this point. And Matt LaFleur, he can be pissed off as much as he wants after the game when you lose 34 to 20, but it didn't really feel like 34 to 20. It doesn't matter if you keep this thing keeps happening when you have the control to make it stop, to change things, to change how you pr- prepare, to change how you adjust or what you what you want to make this team better. And especially where this team is at, who else is going to make that change besides the freaking head coach? I, I don't know. I'm muted again. I'm sorry. It just drives you crazy, dude. Like, it just drives me crazy. Um, Michael in chat talking about how Rodgers was Rogers was 6-10 and 10 in his first year, plus had players hurt, and just noting that takes time. Like, I, I agree, Michael. I, I totally agree. This is going to be... This is a a game to be upset at in a 17-game-long uh, season. Like, but it would be different if they looked even moderately good tonight in the first half. Like, yeah. Dan Campbell said in his halftime interview from the silent reporter, whose name I forget, um, that he was worried that the Lions would come out without as much intensity as they did in the first half. And I think it was pretty clear that that's what happened. They The Packers played well in the second half, whether it would be, like, prevent defense or just lacking the intensity that they had in the first half, they got points on the board. They they got points yes. on the board. And, like, I just need to see that to begin with in the first half. I just need to see it because you're not going to have that all the time. Like, it doesn't pay to get down 27-3 and try and play comeback the entire freaking game. That's not how football should work. It should be a back and forth of exchanging leads or tying or tying or the game or something like that. They looked like crap in the first half. And I think yes. that's the, the team this is going to look like for a foreseeable amount of games into the future. Their next four games are against, I would call not good teams, but it, I, I think Raiders, Broncos, sorry, Raiders by Broncos. Who's the, the two after Minnesota and uh, the Rams. Home against Minnesota. That's a, those are winnable games if if they come prepared. If, if they come prepared, they don't have you know turnovers. I know Love had two picks, and I did fear that Love would have a couple pick games uh, going. Into Which is fine, like, but like it is fine, and I wouldn't yes. even say that either one of them were his fault. First one was first one was tipped. Second yeah. one was the Dobbs one we talked about earlier. Like, yeah, I just I don't know, dude. It's just it it needs to something needs to change, and I get that it's gonna be a rough year if we get a high pick. I said it in the offseason. Good, it's fine by me. I can tell you what they can, you can put in black sharpie offensive line at that pick in the first round. I think if it's yeah, anything, if it's anything else, I, I will rip my hair out. Understanding that Bakhtiari is probably done, he could, this surgery could end his career, frankly. And we hope it doesn't. But you you need to start game planning for offensive tackle, left tackle, for the Jordan Love era. And if they have a high pick in the top ten or something, that is what the pick needs to be. Yep. 
I'm sure the offensive line will play better than what they did tonight. It was just an ass kicking. Um, and they played against the, the other thing too is that they played against the uh, Saints defense uh, defensive line that again was good, very good. Which is why they, it gets me. I'm gonna pound my freaking armchair. It gets me so mad that they can't get up for a game like this. It happened against yeah. the Titans last year. I, I said it earlier. Like it's just it. It's crazy that they can go from a a Saints defensive line with Cam Jordan and the like that has good players on it and play well to then. I'm looking this up. Oh, the Cowboys game was. The Cowboys game was before. I know. Titans. Yeah, we were. We were. That made, that tracks. The the exact same fucking thing, Jordan, <clears throat> happened last year between the Cowboys and Titans game, and this game, and or the Saints game, and this game. We were flying high post game of the Cowboys. Christian Watson yes. comes on three touchdowns. They beat the bricks off the Super Bowl contending Cowboys, and this is the, the beginning of them getting back on track. And then they lay a goose egg. They laid up the fattest goose egg because they didn't get they didn't get up for the game. Like I'm not sure if Matt Lafleur just has such disdain for anything other than a regular week. Like he's fine with games at home, he's fine with games on the road. But if you throw in a a, a Thursday night game or a trip to London, just embarrassing, embarrassing <laughs> levels of performance from the Packers in those games. 100%. There's no other way around it. It sucks it happened in Lambeau, but yeah, I, it, it feels like a young team that was on this all-world high of doing or pulling off this magnificent comeback and coming in riding high. Hey, we, we're tied with the Lions in the division and the Lions are just a very very different team and how they're built and how they carry themselves. Yeah, more or less. Like Dan Campbell has that team in chip shape. That's really all you can say about it is that he gets his players ready for this game or for four games and Matt LaFleur doesn't at this point. Like I'm not trying to be a Matt LaFleur detractor right now, but like the ta- the the tape doesn't lie, dude. This is multiple yeah. times where the first half of games, they look bad. Even yeah. the first quarter. Someone in the Discord, again, GSP in the info, join the Discord. It's fun in there, almost always. Dame trade? A lot of fun. Saints game last week? A lot of fun. If they just if the NFL just abolished the first quarter, we'd be sitting pretty. <laughs> yeah, we would have uh, whatever the point differential would be. Yeah, I think what you said is uh, barely above... Uh, zero. Yeah, now it's um, plus four. Yeah, and it feels like it. And it feels Probably like should it should be worse. Yeah. one of that one of those games came against the Bears, who are god awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, bright spots on the defense. There's not a lot of them, but Quay Walker has 19 fucking tackles tonight. Which I think says more about the enforcement the Lions offensive line put on the uh, the Packers defensive line, but he I I thought he played well tonight. 
he had the the boneheaded play um, that cost the Packers a touchdown at a the slimmest chances of of coming back, where he jumped over the line on the field goal attempt. But again, it's a coaching issue. He should know better a thousand percent than to jump over the line. But that's a coaching issue. Like, I that it's all it is. It's a discipline issue. It's also a coaching issue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Carl Brooks had a, had a sack tonight. Both of the rookies did. Colby Wood and Carl Brooks both had sacks tonight. So that's good. Like I think they're gonna. Be, I've, I've been impressed with how much how well they've played um, mm-hmm. early on in their careers thus far. So hoping that that trend continues for them and they become pretty much staples of this line. And hopefully they can find a defensive coordinator that can put. Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Carl Brooks, and Colby Wood into good use because they're fucking good. Despite Joe Barry. Anything else, my good sir? No, this is it was an ass kicking. Again, this score line is going to look a lot better than what it felt like in the moment. There was positive moments. I, I'm glad that they showed something in the second half because it was just that downright awful. Um, but yeah, I just I I would like to see a more inspired start to games outside of the Bears game. Um, maybe the the next layoff or the next ten days will help them good, but certainly will help with their health in terms of injuries. But yeah, it's just a lot to improve on, and the people that have control over this, we don't really have the greatest belief in them right now. No. It's it's waning, frankly. Like, I hope over the next 10 days, they just sit in the film room and start looking at what went wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I'm, I don't really know what the, the procedures are when it comes to, like, how often you can call guys in for film and practice and things like that in, like, the time after a Thursday game. But, like, I'd call him in tomorrow. Hey, come! Uh, we gotta come watch film. Come in um, Monday, watch film, and then we'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. But or no, Thursday. It's probably gonna be Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. But then come in Monday, Tuesday, watch film. Like they have to learn what the hell went wrong with this and start implementing changes. Like this is where the coaching matters. If they come out. Oh man, if they come out flat against the Raiders, <laughs> I will be upsetty, to say the least. Yes. So, anything else, Jordan, or should we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Good. So, thank you all for listening. A couple promotions to get to before we wrap up and for good. Um, in case you haven't heard, the Bucks traded for Damian Lillard. I know Jordan. And you, my lovely co-host, went on went in six with your trusty co-host Adam McGee and Rohan Cotty from Eurostep and talked the big trade and just how exciting it is for the Bucks to get a top 75 player in NBA history on this roster as they look to make a championship run this year. So go check out the Bucks feed on the Eurostep feed and the win in six feed. Go listen to it. It's a really good one would recommend it um go follow that pod as well you can follow jordan at jordan over there um at one in six at i think just Eurostep, if i'm not mistaken 
uh, for their ads on Twitter as well. But um, there may be another win in six coming. There's no maybe about it. Check your feeds tomorrow morning, folks. If you're in here now, you're, you're listening to it first. Let's just say class is in session. Class coach, is in session. Coach is ready. He's at the blackboard. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Let's just say I think Jordan might have had his fa- most favorite pot of ever today, and it wasn't this one. <laughs> um, so go talk about the Bucks feed. Subscribe to that. Um, the Brewers clinched the, I think we said this yesterday, but clinched the NL Central title with their win with the the Cubs losing against the Braves this week. And so they will face off against either the Marlins, Diamondbacks, or the Cubs. You can find all of the recap from this series against the Cardinals on the Cruising for a Bruising feed with Adam McGee and Andrew Snyder. They're doing a great job there as they're ramping up for the playoff push. If you haven't listened to them yet, they're quite good. I love listening to to them for all my Brewers analysis. Uh, Go check it out because Brewers are going to make a run. Hopefully, 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 sure, uh, a deep one with uh, a title being raised at the end. So yeah. go listen to them, subscribe, like all that stuff. Um, and make time for this. Adam and Andrew host that as well. Um, just a, a generally fun pod. Their Oppenheimer pod was so good. I loved listening to it after I watched Oppenheimer. So go check it out. Anything else I'm trying to miss? Just GSP and that info for all things Eurostep Podcast Network. Um,. Missing anything, Jordan? No. That's it. Perfect. All right, folks. Thank you for stopping by and listening. If you joined us tonight on the live, we do appreciate it. Ooh, Andrew said Wes Anderson episode on Monday for the make time for this feed. So there we go. We stuck that in there before we get out of here. So, all right, folks. That is it from us. I appreciate all of you listening through this tough loss. But (laughs) you guys are what matters to us. Big breath in, big breath out. Onward and upward. Thank you for listening. And Jordan, thank you. Thank you.